Welcome to Apaga University. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. We are two entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. 16 years later and over 100 podcast episodes already under our belts, we invite you to continue on this journey with us as we share stories that resonate, insights that inspire, and practical guidance that empowers you to face any obstacle along this path. Whether you're a professional caregiver, a family member, or are simply curious about what your steps will be when you need them, you have come to the right place. Oh, hey, and while you're here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And after that, make sure you send this to a friend. Yes, do it. All right, we'll quit fooling around and get to it. Let's go. Class is in session. Hello, sunshines, and hello, Julie. Well, good morning, Inga. How are you today? I'm really good. Yeah, it's a good day, isn't it? It's such a good day. Winter is upon us. Yeah. And I think I might have been complaining about it in one of the previous episodes, but I'm actually kind of happy about it. Once it gets here, it's so much better. It's just that anticipation of the icky roads and all. Yeah. So, yeah, I got over it, too. Well, kind of, mostly. My thing is I just want it to, like, snow and then stay cold enough to keep it not a mucky mess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. So um, speaking about mucky messes and that takes me to the farm, (laughs) (laughs) there is something that you do that I feel like you need to share. Tell, talk to us about farm art. Oh, farm mama art. (laughs) Yes. Mama farm art. Whatever. Who am I? (laughs) Anyway, um, for the bigger holidays, for uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, sometimes Valentine's, Uh, sometimes the holidays depends on if I have a straw bale to be quite (laughs) frank with you Um, I get out and I do um, farm mama art and it's just a silly thing I I, I'm like a graffiti graffiti king (laughs) queen and um, I just make uh, what I think are cute uh, pictures on a straw bale so that when my neighbors go by they'll smile oh I love that and you have gotten you're downplaying it because you do the you do the straw bale, but you also decorate. You've got a little area right out there in front of your driveway. Oh yeah, I have a I had a huge beautiful tree that a couple of years ago got struck by lightning and oh. it came down. And so when my husband cut it, he left this pretty big stump. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do with this stump? <laughs> so I always talk about decorating my stump. Oh, so I, I have that. But what's so cute about it is actually this. There's a gal that lives, I don't know, I have never really looked up her address, but um, she has stopped two different times, taken pictures of my decorated stump, and sent that, made a card, and then sent it to me telling me how much joy I bring her when she drives by our our place. And so um, I really appreciated that, just because I do it mostly just because it makes me smile, Mm -hmm. but if I know that it's telling, um, anybody else is enjoying it, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm not a very good... I'm pretty good at stick pictures, so <laughs> yeah, that's where I cap out. Yeah, Max, yeah. I, I'm getting ability. better, um, but it's hilarious because my husband and I just even this last picture, it's a it's a cow head with a a Santa hat on it, and we were arguing about the cow's nostrils <laughs> because I had him up and down. He goes, "No, if you do it that way, it makes it look like a pig." So then I had to spray it where the nostrils were going sideways, and he said, "Now it looks like a cow." <laughs> So I'm not sure what nostrils have to do with it, but it made him happy and it turned out kind of cute. Oh. My my daughter used to help me more and she was really good at it. And so she's not there because she's off to get smarticle in college. So <laughs> it happens. It happens to the it best does, of them. It does. Yeah. Man. 
Well, I love it. And I, um, I get to see it on, I don't drive by your place, but I do get to see it when you post on Facebook and it always brings a lot of joy to me. So good. Yeah, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can put a picture maybe in our, (laughs) in our show notes or something so people can enjoy that as well. So keep it up. Keep it up. I love that. Bring joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually, um, I always try to pick a nice, um, warmer day because by the time you get out there and you do all your spraying it gets darn darn chilly Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yep for sure cool Mm. well I think we will just go right into our verse of the week and um I'm gonna read this to you and then Julie's gonna talk to you about why we felt that this was so relevant to today's episode and then we have a special surprise when it comes to our good news story so the verse of the week that was selected is Matthew 25 21 His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Yes. Well, because of the good news story, Mm -hmm. um, this person that we're going to actually get to visit with in just a few minutes um, is a is a pretty special lady in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And um, we've we've known her for quite some time. And um, because of the project that she's been working on and really essentially the person that she is, um, it really struck me when it started out with, um, well done, thou good and faithful servant, mm-hmm. because that's what she is, who she is Abs- from her inner core. Oh. She's just a servant's hands. Um, she loves her Lord yep. and, and we're pretty excited to introduce you. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to tell you, listeners, if you've watched an episode or two, you kind of know the structure of how we do things. And generally, we're going to run into our good news story, which typically comes from an article that we find, um, you know, somewhere out there on the interweb or something. <laughs> we like to look for local stories. And if if we find those local stories, they are 100% going to go into this podcast, right? Well, yesterday, Kevin happened to notice an article on the Daily Interlake about Barb St. John, the mm. bag lady. The bag and lady. he quickly shared it with me. I, I read through it, Julie read through it, and we knew that it had to be our good news story. But then we thought, man, what if we could take this up a notch and actually, instead of reading the article to you, bring the good news story here in person. So that being said, we would like to introduce you to Barb St. John, Barb, we've known you for many years now. Do you want to tell um, our listeners a little bit about how we met and then a little bit about who you are? Thank you so much, Inga. Yes. That's really great. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be crying already before we even start this here. I think that, and I love that verse. That's one of my favorite verses. Oh, wow. So thank you for I using think, that. <laughs> I think I saw out of the corner of my eye that you might have been saying it along it with was, me. Yeah. Oh, Actually, no. I've said that to my parents when they were dying. Oh, oh my gosh. So that's very special to me. So thank oh. you. That was good. <laughs> good good <really> job. Really neat. <laughs> yeah, I've known you since uh, 2014. And I was um, new to Kalispell at that mm-hmm. time. And I have a Down syndrome daughter who needed uh, caring. Mm-hmm. And so I had to work through a facility. And, and your, your agape at that time mm-hmm. was the one I picked because of the name. I love the name yep. <laughs> and what it means. And so I was very blessed. Um, I made a right choice. <laughs> and we've uh, known each other ever since then, and I, you guys were great to work with, and um, I'm just so glad that you were in our lives then and are still in our lives. Um, things have changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't use your facility anymore because sure. uh, Jenny is now in a facility herself to, right. to live. So uh, I, was, uh, I had an accident and was unable to care for her a couple right. years ago. 
but um, it's continuing, and that's the best thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you have made um, such a life's work out of caring for Jenny and everything that you did for her while we were working together and then, again, moving her to that next level of care that she needed. And you actually have some some big things coming up or some big dreams coming up. And uh, maybe we can, we'll, we'll circle back to that at the end. Um, but I think it's really important that we go into our good news story. And you have been called the bag lady. Yes. Talk to us about that. Okay, well, the, the name came around. What I do is I give out coats, sleeping bags, mm-hmm. coats that turn into sleeping bags for the homeless. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to come up with a name for it, and I was kind of stymied about what to use, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to make it lighthearted, but I, and I didn't want to use my name on it because that sure. makes me feel kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was talking with Jenny, my daughter, mm-hmm. and I said, Jen, i got to come up with a name for this, and we were out driving around. It all started because we were out one, one of our very, very cold uh, mornings, and we, it was like 15 below, mm-hmm. and we were watching people stand at the bus stop and they were freezing to death, and it just made me crazy. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, my husband was grew up poor, so he was always very, you know, always talking about what it was like to be a poor a poor kid in cold. Mm-hmm. And so I said to Jenny as we went by um, these people, and I said, Jen, if we don't start doing something about this, then we're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it for a while, and I had, and I'll go back to that. But um, we had decided that a name for their project would be the bag lady and Jenny when she was uh, young and wanted to have a job and I was taught we were talking to her one morning and saying well what would you like to do when you got when you get older and she said she wanted to be a bag lady and of course my my figure you know what I thought a bag lady was was a lot different I think than Jenny did which I found (laughs) out and I thought gosh, we're, we're kind of shirking our duty here as parents <laughs> if we want her to be a bag lady. You know, I'm thinking of a grocery cart with, you know, some, all their belongings in it. Right. And, um, and when I asked her, well, why, what is a bag lady? And she said, I want to pack groceries at the grocery store. Her definition was a lot better than what I was thinking. <laughs> so cute. And so when we were t- when I was thinking about what we could name the project, and I thought, Jen, would you mind if I became the bag lady? Because she never did. She had a different job. And uh, and she said, Sure, Mom. And I said, Because I think the bag lady might be a real good name for this, and be more lighthearted, which mm-hmm. I wanted it to be. So that's where it started. Yeah. And uh, I had been in. I lived in Michigan. And there had been on TV one night before I had left um, a gal. Her name was Veronica Scott. Mm-hmm. And she was um, in a design school in Detroit. And one of her assignments for her class was to make something that would benefit Detroit. And she designed this coat. In the beginning, it was kind of, uh, uh, they had to use just the materials that they could get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's morphed into a really beautiful bag, mm-hmm. but hers started out, I think it had Tyvek on the ba- on the outside for the mm-hmm. weather repellent stuff, but the whole idea of the bag was there. And I was very impressed. Number one, she was a young gal. Her, you know, her um, love for homeless people mm-hmm. and, you know, wanting to help Detroit, and this was, and she designed this bag. And uh, I wanted to do it for my, I lived in a small community outside of Ann Arbor, and we didn't have a lot of homeless, but we had a few. And I thought, well, gee, this would be great. So I called the station and tried to get a hold of her. And at that time, they were not giving the bag out. They were just doing it in Detroit. And uh, they had started to get a patent on it. She was getting a patent, so I couldn't even get the pattern. I thought, well, if I get the pattern, then I can, you know, make it myself, which was a hoot. I would have never <laughs> been able to do this. But 
you know, gotta believe. you dream big, <laughs> what can I say? So, uh, so anyway, I had kind of forgotten about it until I moved here and was watching these people, and it came to me, I wonder if they're giving those bags out now, because it was a few years later. I think she started, she designed her bag in 2011, and it was 2012 where she started the company that she now has. It's called the Empowerment Plan, mm-hmm. and it is a workshop that makes the bags, and they use uh, homeless single parents to do the work. And that's basically what the cost of the bag is. The bag is $125. Now, when I first started doing it, it was $100. But, um, and, and basically, it's the cost for paying them to make the bag. Oh, wow. Which is brilliant. Yeah. And actually, all the people that they've hired, they've never had one that has gone back to the homeless roles. Wow. So oh, that wow. They, and they've been able to... You know, they started out in just a rented building. They now have bought a building, and they have 65 people there working. They've made 45,000 of these bags wow. worldwide. <laughs> and when in 2000, this was in 2017 when I started it here, and they, we were one of six states that didn't have the bag. So I kind of bargained with them. I called them, and they said yes, that they were giving them out. And I said, well, look, it, I'll tell you what, I'll be your rep. Because I knew their mission was that these bags only go to the homeless. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you start in Montana, I can tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want the bags for the back of their car. Because guys sure. were saying that to me when I first started. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I'd say, boy, we'd just love to have one of those for hunting. And I said, I bet you would. But, you know, <laughs> unless you want to sell your car and your house and <laughs> live outside, you're not getting one. <laughs> so, uh, so, um I ended up bargaining with them that I would be the rep for the valley here, mm-hmm. and I would make sure that the mission would remain sure. that it was only for homeless people. And they were great. I, you know, I didn't know how it was going to fly, but it flew real well in the beginning. And I started, yeah, I donated the first couple, but then I started, you know, doing some fundraising, and people were just enamored with what this gal had done mm-hmm. and what she's accomplished. And she's an amazing lady. She still. Uh, they're hoping to have satellite places to make the bags, and we're hoping to get one in Montana at oh some point. I've goodness. told them we'd be interested in that, you know, wow. and uh, because they have nobody out west. They're the only ones in Detroit. They're going to start a pilot shop, I think, closer to to Michigan so that they can have more of a hands-on experience. We're kind of a long way away, but so we'll see how that flies. But um, it's been just an amazing experience. Wow. So you have been doing this since 2017? Yeah. I took a, a couple of years off, like when I had my accident. I kind of sure. had to wind it down a little bit, but we still gave the bags out. Sure. So talk to me about um, the distribution of these. You give them to law enforcement and other agencies. Yeah. I, I supply the, the police department, the sheriff's department, the warming shelter we have here mm-hmm. in Kalispell. Um, heart locker which is for the teens I originally started out with with the teens and the kids in mind because we had when I had moved here we I had heard 300 homeless and it was like yike that's a lot of kids mm-hmm. and and bad winners so it just really was heavy on my heart sure. to start with them first and the vets too mm-hmm. I their definition um, in the valley for homeless teens is a little different than mine is. My definition for in, in regards to the coats is you're sleeping outside in a car that's not heated or a building that's not heated. Mm-hmm. For the teens, they were also using that, that um, figure of 300 for kids that were couch surfing and living at other people's house, but they weren't at their own home. So uh, there weren't as many teens, and I was surprised, that needed the coats because a lot of them, you know, do 
bunking with friends and whatnot. So, and I was glad for that. I was going to yeah, say that. That's, that's a, a good, good thing. thing. That's not yep. a bad thing. Yeah. Yep. And so I went more to the to the adults, mm-hmm. and I went to the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did go to the police station finally, and they agreed to give them out the sheriff's department and. Uh, they have each have a certain number of bags, and as they use them, they just call me, and I replenish them mm-hmm. as much as I can. And um, they, uh, we've had funny stories with it. I mean, they know that we're kind of the place that wants the black bags because I was giving them away to two homeless guys at one time, and I had they come in different colors. Okay. Uh, and they, <laughs> they had uh, a black. I had a black one and a khaki one. And the one guy got the khaki one, and the first, the black one went first, and sure. then the khaki one was left, and the guy says, well, I don't want a khaki one. And I'm just kind of looking at him like, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I'm giving you a $100 coat to keep you warm so you don't freeze outside, yes. and you're worried about the color? And I, <laughs> I just kind of went... I just shook my head. I didn't say it, but I was thinking, yike, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> if it was me, I'd take any color, purple or Absolutely. whatever. You know? But I kind of, when I thought about it later, I got it. Because if you're sleeping in the shrubbery or you're outside and you kind of want to make, you know, want to have a low profile, you don't want to be seen. And, right. and my feeling was I was concerned about, and we now get all the black coats. We mm-hmm. don't take coats from Empowerment Plan. Right. They're good about, I just, sure. you know, say, hey, we got picky fashion designer <laughs> here that want a black coat. So, oh. right. Well, it's interesting that you were able to see it from that perspective because I, I'm like you in the, in the beginning, when you first start saying that, I'm like, wait, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're getting some, this amazing product. Um, but when you look at it like that, trying to remain incognito yeah. off the radar you know that makes a lot of sense I was concerned about the safety of it a little bit because at, at night when they're walking around with the black coat on you really can't see them right and right. that's what kind of because I and I use that as an excuse for having the khaki one it sure. didn't make any difference to him he didn't sure. care so right so I went home and got him a black one. Oh, and live to serve you I just know well live hey, to serve <laughs> we had a lady and I gave her the khaki one she didn't like it either but I <laughs> <laughs> that was all I had. So. Oh my gosh, is it the the Carhartt color? Yes, and I should say too. I haven't said who who how the coats are kind of come together. Yeah. But the the people at the workshop make them. Mm-hmm. But the uh, material is donated by Carhartt and Patagonia now oh. has, and it's their weather resistant material. They donate wow. that. The insulation in the coat is from GM. Mm-hmm. It's insulation that they use in their cars, and it's made of uh, recycled plastic bottles. Wow. Which is really cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It just keeps getting better. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. And um, so they, they donate that. They make them. And your body heat is pretty much what keeps you warm mm-hmm. in those coats. And when you, the, the bag part folds up into the back of the coat. It's kind of hard to describe mm-hmm. a little bit. But, um, and, and you end up uh, looking like a, you're in a mummy bag because mm-hmm. the only thing that sticks out is your face. Wow. So they're really very warm. I have slept in one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to do that every night, right. and I think that was a realization for me. We had a sleep-out thing for Sparrow's Nest here, mm-hmm. and I felt like, well, if I'm, you know, if I'm having people sleep in these, I really should try it right. sometime, and, and uh, I did, and I got so hung up in the back of my Subaru um, <laughs> trying to get into the bag. <laughs> I was so cold. We had stood out for an hour. I thought I went to this thing, and I just thought we were going to be there, you know, to jump in our cars and go to sleep, and <laughs> That wasn't it. We had to stand out an hour 
listening to stuff and I was not near the campfire and I was frozen (laughs) by the time I got into the car and I couldn't even get my bottom half into and then I got hung up in the seat belt and (laughs) the lights are on in the car and I'm thinking you know we're all in this parking lot and it was like and and I'm upside down with my feet in this oh my gosh it was a horrible experience so I just gave up out of embarrassment because I thought these people next to me are gonna what in the world is that woman doing in her car that would have been great for the blooper reel yeah so I couldn't even get in the bag I ended up sleeping with the bag on top of okay. the bottom half. I was in the sure. coat, but frozen solid. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and it was, and we couldn't cu- start our cars because we were in a neighborhood. So we were really out. Sure. You know, it was yeah. really cold. And I had all but an hour and a half when I slept. I really had a lot of time to really think about what it's like to chase the, the warmth yeah. 24-7. You know, they get sick. They need mm-hmm. a bathroom. They whatever. Yeah. And where do you go? And it, uh, no pun intended, but... Yeah, it, it was very sobering mm-hmm. because I thought it was a long, long night mm-hmm. One, you know, for one night. And these people do this day in, day out and have to walk every place. And a lot of them are sick because they're outside so yeah. much. They have arthritis and all sorts of things. It's a terrible existence. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, we kind of get preconceived ideas about homeless people that they're either on drugs or they're alcoholics or, you know, whatever. And... Uh, or have mental illness, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's, that's, a lot of times that's not the case. They've been in an accident or had a, you know, something where they've lost their jobs, mm-hmm. and they've lost their compensation, you know, workman's comp or whatever. They start using up their savings, and then they're still not back to work. They're not able to work, and um, pretty soon they've sold their house, their car, and they're homeless. Yeah. So it, yeah. it was a good lesson for me, a lot of right. preconceived things that... I had to change and mm-hmm. think differently. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the perspective you bring to it and just that reminder that um, I don't think anyone is going to choose to be homeless. So something something has gone terribly wrong yeah. and that we need to ha- find compassion for that and not make judgments. No, and that's and I started out with that idea. I thought I'm not judging people at all. That That isn't, I just don't want anybody to freeze outside mm-hmm. at night. Nobody deserves, I don't care what you've done or how many bad choices you've made. That just yeah. is wrong mm-hmm. to have people freezing out. And we had somebody that that happened to here at Kalispell, mm-hmm. and it really bothered me a lot yeah. that they didn't have a coat at that time. Right. Um, so, you know, you keep trying. You just keep trucking every day and just try to um, make it better mm-hmm. for somebody, whatever it is. Yep, but one bag at a time. That is the deal. Yeah. Yep. And God's been so good. I don't know how I've been blessed to, to do this. And he, it's him. It's not me. It's just, you know, he gives me these crazy ideas and I just run with them. What can I say? And I love it, you know, and to watch how he just intervenes and makes it work out right, even sometimes when it looks like it's not, oh. is amazing to me. Yeah. So here we go back to our verse. <laughs> yeah. Of, hey. of being a good and faithful servant. Well, yes. And you kind of, you know, I've had some experiences where I'm, and are you sure you want me to do this, God? You know, I helped a lady get a car. I wondered, you know, when I'm co-signing on a car, <laughs> it's like, well, but he made it all come out okay. Yeah. And he always does. You know, and what I've been, I've been praying on this a lot this week, particularly, is basically once you ask God, once you ask him, then you have to let him have it. You can't interfere. You can't intervene. You just have to let him work his magic because he does not fail. Yeah. And he always is true to his word. I mm-hmm. mean... And I guess I'm just stubborn enough, bullheaded, and I'm sure my family would say a lot of other things about <laughs> me, but, but um, I have to say when I had my accident, he took me out of the game completely, mm-hmm. and I had to, and, and then I had to give him Jenny, 
You know, and I always knew, you know, I always felt like Jenny was his, and and I had her on loan, (laughs) which was a real privilege for me, but it was also my life, and when that changed, that was a real tough time for me, and I hit, and there was nothing... And I'll, as I was saying to him, as I'm down at the bottom of this hole, uh, that I fell eight feet through a hole in a, fl- in a store uh, down on concrete. And I'm going, geez, God, I thought I was looking up. You had to throw me down eight feet right. in order to get me to look up again. And and it was true. I mean, because I, I would give him things, but I'd take them back. Yep. And, yep. and it's hard to just leave him at his feet and say, okay, I don't know where this is going, but... You've got the plan, and you know you see yes. the whole picture. I see a very small piece of it. Yes, and so that has been a big lesson for me to learn. So too. you you truly had to reinvent yourself because, yeah. as the mother of someone with Down syndrome, you've just forever been a caregiver, mm-hmm. and then yeah. all of a sudden, Jenny was um, able to go to a different place where she had yeah. some friends and all of that, and you then all of a sudden were alone in your house and and yeah. had to heal. And not only physically, but emotionally and in your heart as well, because that was a big change. And that's still, I have to say, that's the one part of the lesson that's been hard for me, although I've seen a lot of good things, how much better it was that I was here to help her transition to uh, being independent from me than if I had just, you know, conked out someplace and left my family with that, Mm. you know, and you're kind of torn as a parent between that part of, you know, caring for your child. And my idea was that I was going to outlive her. That w- and that sounds very strange, but but when you have a can- handicapped child like mm-hmm. that, you're so worried that you're putting that on somebody else or whatever, mm-hmm. and and you're not going to be running the show. You know, I just I just smile every time I think about you and Jenny because you brought her in here several times, oh. and yeah. sh- and you would say Jenny, you know, we like one of them was our Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> and she was loving the pie or something, well, and Mother does, started giving yeah. her that look, like, have you had enough? Mother. Yeah. She just was always, yeah. Mother. And I'll say, don't you want to remember? You don't want to gain weight? I don't think so. so like, <laughs> oh, my okay. gosh. I, she w- Jenny is so very entertaining. It was always a highlight when she would come into so, the office with you. So As cute. a parent, though, it was very, Oh, yes. Oh, There's a lot of work. Oh, I never knew it was coming out of her mouth, and it was just, like, very humbling. I mean, God humbled me many, many times <laughs> with my child. I thought, you know, oh gosh. Oh, but she's but. been um, had um, you, you're in choir. You were in a chorus with oh, church, yeah. and so she would go with you and and sing. And everybody knew when Jenny was there. Whether, <laughs> whether they couldn't hear me, but they could hear Jen. She'd oh. hold the notes a little longer. She loves to sing, and I'm trying. And I'm going, Jen, a little quieter, a little quieter. No, 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 that wasn't. That hey, wasn't you got to make a idea. splash, man. Yeah. So Jenny now, does that. <laughs> and it was good for me because, you know, I was always trying to make Jenny, you know, acceptable, so to speak. And, and you know, because I know people, you know, get have preconceived ideas about what handicapped kids are and stuff. Sure. But, oh, my gosh, she's my biggest blessing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I've learned to kind of mellow out and just <laughs> say, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't have control over that anymore. So. <laughs> I've, so I've had to learn to mellow out a little bit. Just ask Julie, 14-ish years mellow. later. Is she really mellow? I'm just mellow I'm just yellow. I'm yeah. thinking about this. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> I'm much more mellow than I but once you know, was. Isn't, isn't that, I guess I just marvel, because I always, you know, thought that that's kind of what it's like. It's like school here, and you've got to, you're going to learn till you know, God oh, yeah. takes you out, and, <laughs> and he knows when that's coming. But, uh, yeah, and you just have to take those things and lessons and you just continually learn until the day you die yeah i think is the way it's supposed to be yeah no i, I and some that. lessons are hard to learn <laughs> but, uh, kevin always says every lesson is either painful or expensive and sometimes both and i <laughs> think he good. pretty much nailed yeah. it yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about um, if someone wants to make a donation to yes. the Bag Lady Project, how yes. does that work? Yes, um, um, we take donations of any amount. Mm-hmm. I've had a, a dollar donation from a little boy at my church that came up to me and said he wanted to help uh, keep people warm in, in Kalispell. It's really been heartfelt to hear those kinds of things from a little kid. I, oh. That was probably the most special gift I, I got. I was going to say that was probably when the a most kid gives valuable you a dollar, yeah. donation. And, and so we take them in any amount because sure. people think you got to give the whole amount. No, no, no. I mean, that's crazy. So no, mm-hmm. I, we take anything. And you can, uh, unfortunately, they have the checks have to be made out to me, which I feel a little uncomfortable with because people don't know me and they sure. don't, I'm not going to run out and do something else with the money. But, <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, you got to send, make the checks out to Barb St. John or Barbara St. John. And then on the memo line, you can either put in the Bag Lady Project or the Empowerment Plan. Right. And the Empowerment Plan is the one, if you make a donation, I can send you a receipt and you can, you know, um, it is tax deductible through the Empowerment Plan. Nice, yes. But because the Bag Lady Project is not a nonprofit, I can't have the checks made out to me. It gets complicated. So, sure. Um, right, because you were talking to me a little bit about the, um, like the tax status with the Empowerment Project. So if the right. check is written to you, then you purchase from the Empowerment Project and then... That's right. That's it how it goes. Yeah. I save up until I can get five bags, usually because they ship them in lots of five. Okay. And so then as soon as I get enough for five bags, I call them up and beg sure. for black bags. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, that's how I do it. So okay. you can send them to my address. Okay. We can put that in our, okay. in a link as well. So thank you. Yeah, that's Thank awesome. you so much. This and, is just really cool to be able to. I wanted to tell you, um, we talked a little bit earlier and we have a cryometer and, oh, and so, um, anyway, but we got that out did ahead I of time. That? You did great. <laughs> so basically <laughs> good. every year uh-huh. we, my family, we like to look at something for Christmas that we can do outside of, you know, just our, our own family and friends. And so my, the Lake family will be donating, um, the full amount for one bag. Now you year. are going to make me cry again. I know. I know. That. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. I just <laughs> can't tell you how much I appreciate this yeah. because, you know, I can have a dream all I want, but unless it's you guys giving Sure. Donations, you know, I, and right. I do some, but, you know, it, well, what, what you do, it just warms my heart. And people here in Kalispell are so generous. And I think for so long they wanted to help people. Now yes. we've got a warming center, which is a good focus, too. Yes. But they wanted to do something, but they didn't know what. And the yes. bags are a great way. And it's fun when you see people walking around with them. I mean, not that you want to see people sure. walking around a town with them. You don't want a lot of homeless, but you know that at least they're staying warm at night. Yeah. No, I and I couldn't do it without anybody, you know, all that's great. everybody donating. So just because of who you are, not only have you been working on this, but you're looking at a really big dream for the future. Yeah, I do have a really <laughs> big dream. I mean, it's <laughs> like, I, I'm going like, yeah, are we nuts doing this? But <laughs> it was when I was, I spent a lot of time in a, in a nursing home coming back from my accident and had a lot of nights to think about, you know, how things were going to go and scared to death about Jenny and how that was all going to play out. Mm-hmm. And I kind of bargained with God a little bit, <laughs> prayed to him that if, if I got through this and I was able to, that I didn't want any other family to have to go with the panic I felt of to, about finding a, an appropriate place for Jenny to be. There's places that'll take her, but, mm-hmm. you know, you hate to, she's now in, a, in an assisted living facility with people that have dementia. Not all of them do, but mm-hmm that's not really the best place for Jenny to be either. Sure. And some places wouldn't accept her because she wasn't 65. She was only 42 at the time. And uh, so I was really panicked and about where she was going to go. And I said I would, make, I would try to do my best if he would allow it and provide mm-hmm. 
to make a place that was appropriate for Down syndrome and autistic too because there's no place that's really uh, appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. And he has done that. We now have a uh, nonprofit called Angel Hugs here in Montana, wow. and it's just getting started, but it will be hopefully um, we'll get seed money and start working wow. towards building a place that will be appropriate. I, I'm dreaming big. I just figure well, I can't put God in a box. You know, no no problem is too big for my God. So <laughs> oh. that's kind of what I'm going on, and, oh. and he hasn't failed me yet. He's just brought the most incredible people to, I mean, you're talking, I'm a nurse. I, You know, I know nothing about articles of incorporation <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, and my lawyer's talking to me about that, and I'm saying, hey, talk <laughs> medical, but don't talk all this stuff because I don't get it. You know, he was... <laughs> I had to get directors and all that. I said, what do they do? I don't know. I've never served on a board like that. So anyway, God has put the most incredible people to help me with this. And so we now are an official um, nonprofit. Wow. So we'll Angel see where it goes hugs. from here to be heard, you know, hopefully in, in the future. Oh. So Well, I, I remember, I, I don't remember if it was Walmart or Target, but I do remember talking to you years ago after your accident and you telling me about this idea. Yeah. So for you to be this far along with it and and knowing that it is it's going to come to be, fruition yeah. it is it's a thing i got it all in my head i just got to get it out of there before i forget when i'm <laughs> getting that age where <laughs> oh. i don't remember what you did yesterday i can remember 50 years ago but not yesterday <laughs> oh well oh man so is there a website or any contact information for Angel Hugs? Not yet. Not That's yet. coming. I haven't you know, got to get the PO box and all that kind of sure. stuff yet, but we're kind of waiting until the seed money comes in which would yeah, will be sure. coming, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So blessed to have you uh, in our community. Thank, thank you for agreeing to come and talk to us. Yeah, I, this was actually the best um, inspiring story we've had. Yes. Because we've not had a, like a live, live, John person, here. A yeah. live person sitting in the seat. Yeah. yeah. And you well, make a heck of a bag lady. <laughs> Just so adorable. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you guys are so good. Gee, all these great experiences I'm having in my 70s, I don't know what happened. I was busy caring for Jenny, I guess, but no. God's trying to make up for it, and he's doing a great job. Boy, I'm really... Oh, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. I can't tell you from the bottom of my heart. You guys have left footprints on my heart oh. a long, long time ago, and I really, really appreciate it. Well, we... Uh, the same. Ditto. Yeah, we love us a Barb <laughs> and Jenny. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Inga. Yes. You're Bye-bye. great. How cool was that, having Barb St. John? Uh, she is an incredible woman. Oh my gosh. I, I'm just so excited. And the timing was just, just primo for that article to come out. Oh yeah. Nope. She's a pretty, pretty special lady. Yeah. It's not always been easy, but she's always had such an incredible attitude and her faith in God has actually gotten stronger through the challenges mm-hmm. that she has had to go through. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love the, um, I love her her thought process on, hey, if we don't do something about this, then we're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Well, and th- what's what's exciting is in, within the last like three minutes, mm-hmm. we've already picked up three donations for three bags. So if any of our listeners out there feel compelled, um, we know that she needs to, the orders come in lots of five. So if anybody out there just really feels like they want to give, I think this is a really cool thing to give towards. Yeah, there's really really a need out there. And, uh, and uh, a lot of times we don't just stop and, and think about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what a, an amazing topic today. Yep. Yep. So if you are interested in learning more, you can look up the empowerment plan. Um, Barb said you can just Google it 
and there's more information for you. So yeah. cool. It, that's awesome. I guess, um, I guess it's time to wrap up with a, with a grandma saying. So it's actually not a grandma saying. It's an Inga saying that Inga <laughs> took from, I'm fairly certain, the movie Robots, maybe. Anywho, um, see a need, fill a need. That's what Barb did. Yep, absolutely. I was very touched while what she kept going back to and said, it really bothered me. Mm-hmm. It really bothered me. She saw something within the community mm-hmm. that touched her heart so much that she knew she had to do something. Yep. And those are the people that make things happen in this world. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. I think, um, I, I don't know that she even t- truly understands no. the impact. She's she's such a humble lady. <laughs> she, um, you know, I think she almost gets embarrassed <laughs> when you talk about how wonderful she is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I guess that's that's going to be it for today. We hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode of having our uplifting, good news, inspiring story live. <laughs> that was pretty awesome how that worked out. Good job, Inga. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So please make sure that you subscribe. You can do that on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, go watch us on YouTube. You can also leave us a... Re- a <laughs> Leave us a review, share us with your friends, join our Apaga Care and Share um, Facebook group. And yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can reach out. If you have a verse, an uplifting or inspiring story, please email that to thecaregivenpodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's that's where we're going to leave it for the day. So peace out, Girl Scouts. Yep, it's been a good day. Thank (laughs) you. The Caregiven name is a registered trademark of the Veritrust Health Incorporated Company. Epaga is not connected to, affiliated with, or endorsed by Veritrust or any of its affiliates. 